Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. U.S. stocks fall after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says the central bank could speed up rate increases. And more details on President Biden's plan to keep Medicare solvent. This builds on things that the president has proposed before. So it expands existing taxes that apply to top earners, wages, self-employment income, and investment income. Plus, the right way to brag at work. It's Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli for The Wall Street Journal. This is the PM edition of What's News, the top headlines and business stories that moved the world today. U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, speaking during the first of two days of testimony on Capitol Hill, said strong and sustained economic activity could prompt the central bank to accelerate interest rate increases. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2 percent has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. The Fed had slowed the pace of rate hikes last month, raising its benchmark rate by a quarter percentage point. U.S. stocks dropped after Powell's remarks, with the Dow shedding more than 500 points. The U.S. Justice Department is suing to block a merger between JetBlue and Spirit Airlines, arguing the deal would stifle competition and lead to higher fares for tens of millions of travelers. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the lawsuit in a press conference earlier today. If not blocked, the merger of JetBlue and Spirit would result in higher fares and fewer choices for tens of millions of travelers across the country. The Justice Department is suing to prevent that from happening. JetBlue and Spirit said they would fight the DOJ's lawsuit and that their merger would increase competition among major airlines and ultimately benefit air travelers. We are exclusively reporting that the Federal Trade Commission has demanded that Twitter turn over internal communications related to owner Elon Musk and detailed information about layoffs and other business decisions as part of a wide-ranging investigation into the company. That's according to documents viewed by The Wall Street Journal. The FTC is also seeking to depose Musk in connection with the probe. Twitter and the FTC did not immediately respond to requests for comment. We'll have more details and analysis of the FTC's investigation of Twitter in the AM episode of What's News tomorrow morning. Turning to international news, in blunt comments today, China's foreign minister, Qin Gong, warned that the U.S. strategy toward his country risks deepening a conflict between the two. His remarks come a day after Chinese leader Xi Jinping unleashed a similar verbal salvo at Washington, signaling a deepening rift between the world's two largest economies. Speaking on the sidelines of China's annual gathering of its National People's Congress, Qin said the Biden administration was insincere in saying it wanted to preserve relations and warned Washington against engaging in what he called new McCarthyism. 
And two of the four U.S. citizens kidnapped by armed men in Mexico last week have been found dead, according to Mexican authorities. Two others are alive and have been handed over to U.S. authorities. One of them suffered a major leg wound. Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador said one person had been detained in connection with the abduction. The four Americans from South Carolina were kidnapped on Friday, shortly after crossing into the border city of Matamoros, across the border from Brownsville, Texas. Matamoros has recently become a battleground between heavily armed gangs. That's according to the head of a security consulting firm in Mexico City. Coming up, more details on President Biden's plan to stem a Medicare funding crisis by raising taxes on top earners. That's after the break. Hey, what's news, fans? Listen up. Did you know you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite What's News episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You get access to other fan-favorite shows like The Daily, Up First, and Fox News Rundown ad-free as well. Amazon Music has all you need to stay up to date on all things newsworthy by offering the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or visit amazon.com slash what's news. That's amazon.com slash what's news. It's just that easy. During his State of the Union address, President Biden promised that his budget proposal would include a plan to extend the solvency of a key Medicare trust fund for at least two decades. Now we have some more details on how he hopes to achieve that. The White House says President Biden plans to raise Medicare tax rates on high earners, those making over $400,000 a year. Joining me now to discuss this is Wall Street Journal tax policy reporter Richard Rubin. Hey, Richard. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so to start, can you tell us what you've learned about the plan? This builds on things that the president has proposed before. So it expands existing taxes that apply to top earners' wages, self-employment income, and investment income. And for people making over 400000 they would also have to pay the same tax on their business income. In addition, it takes all those taxes, which currently sort of top out at about 3.8%, and makes them a 5% tax. That piece, that tax increase from 3.8 to 5 would be new and is not something the administration has proposed before. What else is new in this proposal in addition to that raising of the taxes for Medicare? The other thing that's new is really being specific about dedicating money from existing taxes that now go to the general fund into the Medicare trust fund to extend the solvency of Medicare. And in some sense, that is, of course, moving money from one pocket to another, but it's really designed for the administration to be able to show that Medicare itself doesn't need benefit cuts, that it can be sustained by just increasing the revenues that are going into the program. Tell us more about the hospital insurance fund. Why is it on the brink of insolvency? What's been happening? I mean, it's in the state it's in because of the aging of our country and healthcare costs, right? Those are the two big components that, that determine how much the government spends on hospital care for Medicare patients, largely elderly people. We have more elderly people than we used to, and also medical care is somewhat more expensive than it used to be. So the projections for the program's costs start rising because they're not capped in any meaningful way because they correspond to the number of people needing care and the costs of, the, of that care. 
what would this change actually mean for businesses? Right now, if you look at what a, a business owner pays in terms of the top marginal tax rate, the tax rate on the last dollar, it's 37%, sometimes even less depending on the type of business. You know, right now, active business income is exempt from that 3.8% tax. So he's taking that to five. That's five extra points. And then the administration has previously proposed raising the top individual tax rate to 39.6 from 37. So that's another couple points, plus state taxes on top of that. The, the bottom line is that for many business owners, high-income business owners in particular, which is a s- small number of business owners, but still you know, successful business owners, they would start facing all-in federal and state tax rates above 50% on their last dollar if all of these Democratic proposals were to, to come into place. And that really does become meaningful to business owners making plans, and it reduces the after-tax profit they're able to make. President Biden is expected to unveil his budget proposal on Thursday, and then this will have to go through Congress. So what is the likelihood that the proposals regarding Medicare would pass muster in Congress? Almost none in this Congress. And so really, we can think of these, you know, with Republicans in charge of the House as really a having two purposes for the president. One is as a way to for him to talk about Medicare during this year, to talk about, as Republicans are talking about the debt ceiling, the administration has its own counterproposal for how to deal with the medium-term fiscal issues the country faces. And then second, this is in some ways a preview of what Democrats might do if they have full control of Congress and the White House in 2025 after the next election, as we're getting closer to that 2028 date when the trust fund uh, will not be able to pay all the bills then you would start seeing proposals from Democrats if they have full control to use taxes on top earners to close that gap. And so this is a preview of what we might see in that scenario. I've been speaking with Wall Street Journal tax policy reporter Richard Rubin. Richard, thanks so much for being here. Anytime. And finally, do you think your work speaks for itself? If that's been your workplace strategy, it might be time to start getting loud about your successes. Erin Delmore hosts the journal's As We Work podcast, and their latest episode is all about how to brag at work without actually looking like a braggart. Hey, Erin, welcome back to What's News. Hey, Anne-Marie. Glad to be here. Okay, so I think we all know what traditional bragging looks like, and it can be not so appealing. So what should we be doing at work to get noticed in a good way? You have to get noticed at work because no one's going to be looking at what you're doing unless you're telling them and showing them how great your work is. It's especially true now when we're talking about working remotely and when we talk about the confusing and somewhat anxiety-inducing job market. When people are concerned about what their bosses think about their job or potential layoffs on the horizon, it becomes even more important to make sure other people know about the great work you're doing. All right, so let's talk about the right way and the wrong way to do this. We are definitely not talking about standing up in the middle of the room and, you know, pounding your chest and making sure everybody sees and hears how great you are. This is much more subtle and it requires a bit of a softer touch. It's important to make sure that your bosses and your colleagues hear this praise and that it's not overt. The other thing that really got me is that you can get almost two times the bonus points if you manage to work in a brag for someone else while you're there. We talked to Meredith Feynman. She's the author of Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. And here's what she had to say. Uh, As much as I'd like to tell you that your work speaks for itself, it doesn't. You have to tell people about it. And people have this misconception that talking about your work is fluff or it's wasting time, but it's actually a key part of your job and it makes you a better communicator and it makes you a better employee or manager. 
She had a couple easy tips and tricks for us. One of them is keep a brag journal. Write down three to five things that you did well this week. You can refer back on that when it's time for a job interview or a performance review or any kind of a self-check-in. And she said, get a hype squad. Ping your friends. Tell them, hey, I'm going to be posting some of my work on LinkedIn. Can you retweet it? Can you tell your bosses about it? Can you give it a listen or a watch for me? And she said, keep it small. This is my favorite tip. Just say what you're doing and that you're excited for other people to see it. That's enough. You can just start there. And if you're proud of something, say so. Like, for instance, Anne-Marie, I'm super pleased to be on your show today. That's perfect. Go for it, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what am I going to do about it? I am definitely going to send the link to some friends and say, check this out, give it a listen. I'm going to hop on Twitter and I'll probably say, really enjoyed joining What's News PM today. Anne Marie Fertoli asked such thoughtful questions. See what I did there? I do. You gave me some credit. Thank you so much, Erin. Uh-huh. <laughs> well deserved. And then I think I might swing by my boss's desk and say, The What's News PM team made it really easy for me to do this today, and I'd love to do it again anytime. And by the way, that's true. (laughs) Some great tips there, and we're happy to have you, Erin. Erin Delmore is the host of our As We Work podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all. Appreciate it. And that's what's news for this Tuesday afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow morning. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli for The Wall Street Journal. Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.